0: hey cookie <laughs> hello how are you guys doing how did your weekend go how was your weekend and happy new week so everybody who continues to listen to me thank you very much i please do to um be with my voice it's a little bit cracked but it's not a crack to talk to you guys because i know that i was supposed to drop um an episode on friday but i was so busy that i could not even really muster the oh strength and all to set things up and then record but yeah i pray that this week is going to be a beautiful one this week is going to be a blessed one alright amen and yes it's really beautiful what is going on in the body of Christ recently literally all of the churches I know are in a fast so I think for RCCG it's a 30 days fast I think this has been ongoing for years now for several churches like that it's you know it's it's been something that has you know they've been instructed by god to do to do this and i think it's a very beautiful thing really and i and it's one of those confirmations that just lightens up my mood knowing fully well that god is intentional about us in this year 2024 and we have to hold on to all that God has in store for us as much as God has so much in store as much as God is so intentional about us I want us to also have it at the back of our mind that the devil would also want to try all that he can to ensure that God's plan doesn't come to pass in our life but we are more than conqueror because Jesus has overcome the world for us and we know that we have a backing. yeah we have a backing you know it's a bragging right for we believers because we know that we know they walk alone we have um, God the Father God the son God the spirit three of them join just really supporting and working with us and the amazing thing also is that we have host of angels who are working this journey with us so it is it is it is it's easy and yeah so it's a new week and i'm a little bit i I, I don't think i don't think tired is the word but i think i'm just really chilled and just pretty much relaxed just yeah i don't know i don't know but i'm really grateful for what is going on in the body of christ recently and yes Hallelujah Challenge is coming up February if I am correct February 4th or February 5th. I think it's a very beautiful thing. We we'll would be rounding up the what's it called now? The fast for January and then February. I mean it's a beautiful thing because the first week of February, you guys, we are going into Hallelujah <laughs> Challenge. What a time we're about to have this year. What a time we're about to have this year, you guys! And I'm just really going to charge everybody to please connect, please connect to what is going on in the country at the moment. I know that there is a little bit of insufficiencies from the part of the government going on in the country, but I want us to keep our hope eye. I want us to keep our faith eye, and yeah just just really know that there is a god who is your father and is never going to get tired of welcoming you back home yeah he's never going to get tired please if you can hear voices although my friend has assured me over and over again that she doesn't seem to hear any outside voices but then (laughs) impulse i still do it on impulse to apologize to you guys to please avoid any voices i mean but yeah should in case you can hear this one be cool avoid it for me just ignore them and listen to me focus on me all right (laughs) so yeah uh what was i saying i lost my train of thoughts Ah, oh help me holy spirits oh god what was i saying this voice okay yeah I was talking about um god thank you Holy spirit god being our father and he's always ready to reach out his hand to say come back you know it's just the scenario of the prodigal son who after he had squandered everything his father gave him as his own inheritance after he had eaten pigs food he had slept in the pigs um dunk and all of those things. He remembered that he has a father and he came back home. And the amazing thing about this old thing is that the father welcomed him and it, see, the father did not just welcome him. the father had been waiting to welcome him. The father had been waiting for him to welcome him. So I think when this year started, I was having a conversation with one of my very good friends. And I was saying something about how sometimes I get a little bit pressurized. um, Especially when you are a believer and then there is just so much responsibility that has been placed on you people expect you to act a certain way people expect you to behave a certain way people expect you to talk a certain way and it's just as though people have placed you on this high pedestal that if you do not take notes or if you are not really careful you'd fall and then you could be battling with things you could be battling with major habits major addiction major whatever and out there in the world you are still a giant you are still a woman of fire a woman of god a powerful woman and you yourself you know what you're struggling with and i think there was a time that i spoke on this podcast about how sometimes you just really have to be vulnerable to god and scratch that not sometimes every time there is a vulnerability that we need to bring to God and just come bear. You don't have to come and form anything for God. He created you even before you knew who you were or what you are ever going to be. He created you. And I know that in the process of God creating you, you were naked. Uh-huh. Like everything was out. He knew what you were going to be. He had already ordained everything so we need to really cut ourselves some slack and always run back to our father i like to make this joke and say i am god's last born," because at any slightest inconvenience i am running back home <laughs> i am running back home and you guys when i tell you that 2023 taught me a lot i'm not even kidding nah <laughs> i'm not even kidding because It was just as though at some point... I told you guys that I was very close to um, the NCCF family. So I literally go there like every week, every weekend and at least twice a week, right? uh, Two times in a week. Yeah, (laughs) that's the right expression. Two times in a week. So I always go like every time and, you know, if any setting like that... There is a way people would perceive you and it's in two kinds. People can perceive you to be somebody who is truly on fire for God and they can also perceive you to be an unserious person. So whatever it is that they perceive you as, I beg your pardon, as to be something that you have portrayed in your own traits over time. So they would not just call you an unserious person if you had not giving them that benefit of doubt to call you an unserious person. I don't know if you guys are following. So I think on my own part, at some point, I started to just get really pressured because 2023 was just as though God was opening me up and he was revealing things that I do not even, I did not even know that I was capable of doing. And it was just as though the more I try to work on myself the more i try to let god work on me the more people place me on this iPad pedestal the more people think that oh this person is a woman of god oh this person is so 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 and then at some point i started to to should i say perform i started to perform because i didn't want to let these people down i didn't want to let the perception that these people have about me I didn't want to let it go the other way. I, don't, I didn't want to it to go wrong. I don't know if you're getting the point. So I I think at some point I just took God out of the equation and I was figuring things out on my own. And it was just as though the more I figured things out, the more I could not be at the, you know, whatever. It's It was getting so hard. It was getting so unbearable, and I'm really grateful for the gift of people in my life. As at that period, I'm thankful for a particular person. I think I've mentioned his name here before Minister Royal. He's someone like my mentor that I can always reach out to and just really rant and tell him things. And I remember how sometimes I would just pick up the phone and I would call him and he would counsel me and he'd tell me, okay, just do it this way. Mm, Sometimes he would even laugh and just make jokes and that would make me really feel better. And now starting 2024, I mentioned it here and I'm like, there's a lot of pressure, guys. There's a lot of pressure, new year resolution this and that we are doing this we're getting it right this year we are doing this and that and i think for a moment i just really want to pause and say "Ah, this is getting so much for me Uh, i know that it's it's not bad to be ambitious it's not bad to have grand plans okay we're going to do this we're going to do that but i think there is also a thin line between being overly ambitious to so the points that you no longer involve God, or let me say, trying to figure things out on your own and not involving God, and then there is also a difference between being overly ambitious and involving God as you go, as you walk the journey. Right? I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I think when this year started. I think I relapsed. I, I just I mean, I was just there. I think the only thing I was religiously doing had to be my Bible in a year plan. <laughs> had to be my Bible in a year plan. I would wake up, I would read it, I would drop comments and that was it. I think like last week, two days in a row, I listened to Pastor Summon, Apostle Manoran Summon and it really did relieve me, it really did like energized my spirit but then I still felt like all of those times I was still figuring things out on my own I was still like okay now so this analogy might not really be what but then I just really want you to like um can you shut up? That's my laptop guys all right so I just really want you guys to picture this. I'm going to be saying a number of things but yeah so I just realized that I was trying to still do the same thing, the same mistake I, you know <laughs> I did last year. So the ending of last year. And I could just feel God calling me back and saying, No, don't do this thing your way. Don't handle it your way. You you can rest in me. When Jesus said I come to me, all you who are laden, and I would give you rest. He knew what he was saying. He was sure about what he was saying He was particular about the word rest because he knows that and when Jesus said that peace I give you not like the word would give he was also still talking about rest and peace because you find uh, peace when you rest in the Lord and you can only get this rest when it is in the Lord if you say you want to find it outside of this oh, shadow of the almighty, you know, I think you're just really going to be struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling and it's just going to be so hard, right? And yeah, I think I was studying one of my Bible plan that I was studying the book of Genesis 8 popped up. And the story of the raven and the dove kind of made sense to me. And it was as though God was using that verse to explain better to me how he needs me to come back home. You know, in our Christian work, sometimes there is a way that delusions starts to come in. You know, the delulu moments start to come in. You think that you are getting it rightly done. But when you dip it, you are failing. I want you to follow me. You're failing. So you think, yeah, I mean, I still wake up. I still do my devotion. I still pray. I mean, if I can, I'm still good with God. I'm still good with God. Look, if you do not do a proper art check, and if you do not go to God for a constructive criticism, I pray it doesn't get late before you realize that you have been handling this on your own struggling without even knowing and yet you have refused to come back home to your father who has been waiting for your return. Now when Noah sent out the raven, go and check if the land is dry. Now apparently when the when the raven went out, when the raven was sent out, the dry was still not sorry, the land was still not dry. I think it took about two weeks after the raven was sent out before the land finally got dry and then you know but then something struck out for me and the Bible said that the raven did not return. It wasn't as though the raven found anywhere that it was going to perch on or it was going to rest, or it, I don't know, but it never came back, the raven never came back, and I'm like, okay, what was the raven doing, and the Bible recorded that, the raven was just flying, you know, to and fro, to and fro, to and fro, I don't even want to imagine, how stressful it would be, for the raven, but then, The raven chose stress other than returning home. I mean, Noah never said don't come back. Noah never said until you find a dry land, don't come back to this place. I mean, he just said go and check. If you don't see anything, come back home. This place is still your home. Your siblings are still here. Your type are still here. So you can always come back. But this raven chose to just keep flying flying flying. no place to descend no place to land no place to perch on until after two weeks now look at the dove as soon as Noah sent the dove out and it saw that there was no landing it came back and the bible recorded that when the dove came back Noah stretched out his hand and he took the raven. He took the dove. And it just, that just showed a vivid picture. It means that Noah, now look at something. I mean, when Noah sent out the raven and he never came back right, and he later sent the dove, Noah could have said, you know what? He could have just gone back inside and not even wait for the dove. But for Noah to just immediately stretched out his hand for the dove. It means that he had been waiting for the dove. He had been earnestly, eagerly waiting for the return of the dove. And as soon as he saw the dove coming, he stretched forth his hand and he received it. He didn't say, why didn't you bring anything? Why did you return? He received the dove with love. And that just showed a vivid picture, a vivid example of God of our relationship with God and how he's always waiting and willing to stretch forth his hand and Holy Spirit started to minister to me and he says see even if it is God who sent you out on a mission and it's become is beginning to get toxic or overwhelming you can come back home do you know how beautiful that is that God says I am sending you out there on a mission and then maybe let's say start to get really uncomfortable and you know when I say uncomfortable because we do know that when we go out for missions there are some that will definitely be uncomfortable but I'm talking about uncomfortable of the highest order and even God knows that this one is going to take your life come back home because it is still not yet your time it's the same thing that God did for Elijah This is a man that has called on fire. And then this princess Jezebel, Queen Jezebel said, I am going to feed your flesh to the animals. And he started to run and he started to complain to God. I'm just the only prophet remaining. And he was crying. You could vividly see that Elijah was depressed. He was in so much anguish. He was scared for his life. And God said, Elijah, wake up, eat, for the journey is far. After I had finished it in that round, he said, eat again, the journey is far. And it's the same thing. The same noir who sent this dove on an errand was able to welcome it back because he knew that there was no soft landing for the dove yet. And rather than just parambulating and parambulating and parambulating, just come back home because as, as so long you keep parambulating, the more you parambulate, the less work you're going to get, get done. The more you parambulate, the more you think that you can do this thing on your own accord, the less work you are going to get done. So why not come back home? And, and when Noah sent the dove out again, he brought, um, I think, a branch, a tiny branch, to Noah. and when you're okay something there is a progress and after seven more days it sent the dove out and it never returned it means now this dove now is, is capable of taking care of itself you can now find a tree to create your nest get food for your you know just all of those things but now it's also the picture now I, I think that you can never get too mature for God. That, that's very, that's, that's a no-brainer. Everybody knows this. You can never get too mature for God, right? But then, God is saying that even if I send you on an errand and it gets so overwhelming, you will have the liberty to come back home to me. I will fill you up with strength. I will promel you with power. Then I will send you out again. It was the same thing with the dove. For the dove to have come back to the boat, it means that the dove would have eaten enough, would have gotten prepared again for the next seven days. It went out, it brought the, 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 the branch, and then when it was sent out again after seven days, it never came back. Now had, it had received enough strength to be able to stand that storm. And I think that is what God is saying to each and every one of us in this year, 2024. You have backing. You know, it's funny how on Sunday morning, while we were preparing for church, so they were singing, this song came up on the TV, um, Victoria Renze, Minister Victoria Renze, I get backing. And I was just singing this song with so much interest because I love this song so much. There was just something I feel when I sing this song. It makes me feel bored. It's a bragging right. And when I go to church on that Sunday, that same Sunday morning, it was the song that the, choirs ministered, the choir ministered on. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was just singing this song like two hours an hour ago and this is a song that these people are ministering and then when the pastor came up it was like this is the bragging right of every believer and i want you to know this as well that you have a home that you can return to it's the same way that our parents would tell us as you are going to this place so always remember that you have a house your room is still yellow, if you get stuff i don't know if it's just my parents who do this but I believe that there are other parents too who will do this. Like, they give you that reassurance that you can always come back home. Home is where we are. Home is where you know that you can be comfortable. Because your father is there. Your mother is there. Your siblings are there. How much more God. Your father in heaven. So he's saying, come back. Come to me. All you who are everladen and I will give you rest. Maybe you are taking this old thing more than you can. Maybe you are trying to drag this burden. And God is saying, I want easy life for you. I want ease for you. I want to cater for you. I want to do all of this. It is my responsibility. He's saying, come back. He's saying come back. And just like the prodigal son, it has to eat you. And you're like, wait. How many of my father's slave, are, would currently eat better food, and here I am, starving. I would go to my father, and I would ask him to make him one of his slave because I am not worthy to be a son. But the father has other plan. The father has other plan. The son is planning something else. But the father has other plan. He said, "You are still my child, regardless." I created you, you are my daughter, you are my son. So I am giving you that hope and I am telling you that I am capable. I am capable of taking care of you. I am capable of giving you the strength that you need. And as you venture into your week, I don't know if your church is also fasting for this month, I don't know whatever, but I just really want you to create time. We haven't really gone far into the year. And even if we have gotten far, we's checking, we's, we's, we're sticking the calendar. Just like my friend, Evelyn, would always say, we're checking the time. We're marking the attendance, right? So it's the same thing. So I feel like, yes, people are their retreats. They did this, they did that. I feel like you also can still have yours and just go to that secret place and say, I am overwhelmed already. It is okay to admit it. It will not laugh at you. You might say it to people and they say, ah, uh, ah, uh, now, 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 we, you just start. But when you say it to your father and you go boldly, you go genuinely to him and you say, I am overwhelmed already. This year has not even gotten anywhere, but I am overwhelmed. Help me. It he will help you. It will most definitely help you. And I just really want you to know, as always, that I am rooting for you. And I just hope that you're able to open your mind to the truth of these words. And it's able to give you hope. It's able to, it's able to give you that assurance that you need in Christ Jesus. And it's able to open up your mind to see that you are not a slave and that you have backing. And you are not walking alone, and that there is home for you. And God, big God, almighty God, is stretching forth his hand and is saying, I want to hold you, I want to help you, and I want to carry you. Grace to you. If you've listened up to this point, it means that you have been blessed one way or the other. Please do ignore my voice. <laughs> Please ignore my voice. It's going to get better. Definitely by the grace of God. In Jesus name. So yeah, I really wish you the best of this week. And I pray that that which you are knocking on the door for will be open unto you in the name of Jesus. My song recommendation for this week is I Get Back In by Victoria Renzi. And I pray that it blesses you as much as it always, always blesses me. In the name of Jesus, have a beautiful week ahead and I'm going to see you on Friday. Alright, bye.